today on Bell and the Birdman. Could the changes on the D-line be bigger than we initially thought? And me and John yell at each other a lot. It's all coming up on Bell and the Birdman. But first, Taylor, hit the music! Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome on into Bell and the Birdmen. Oh, yes, sir. I am John Barchard. Of course, uh, right over here is uh, Vince Quinn. And although you uh, cannot see his beautiful face, which we have to fix one day, by the way, uh, Taylor Gradatis also here with us as well. Uh, cheers to everybody. Mm. As uh, we are going to, uh, well, we we might get defensive with one another, but we're going to stay uh, in the defensive uh, mindset uh, once again for this episode because it's I feel like people are asking a lot of the right questions, and I'd like to point out once again that Vince Quinn was the first one to start asking about them, so I just want to point out how incredibly beautiful and handsome and correct you are all the time uh, this <laughs> offseason, but um, okay. one of the things... We argue a lot yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the things that um, uh, I want to get into today, especially, is the situation... We've talked about Fletcher Cox and probably, like, you know, obviously, more than likely his last year, a lot of changes were made. Um, then the question of, you know, Javon Hargrave kind of comes up after his press conference uh, the past week or so. He, you know, kind of just left it as like, I'm just going to let football speak for itself. I'm not really worried about what that extension is going to be because it's his last year. This contract is two uh, of, the, of this year as well. So, you know, I think automatically, Vince, a lot of people go, well, yeah, Cox is going to leave. Hargrave is going to stay. And unless, you know, something crazy happens or Hargrave isn't as good anymore or whatever it is. But what what do you make of all of this? I, I honestly believe that there is a chance that neither are here next year. And we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, obviously I would love Hargrave around here for a lot longer if you're losing Fletcher Cox a lot of value there, obviously, right? Like you, you would want him to stay no matter what. Well, yeah, for the I, most part. I love Hargrave. I mean, I'm a big fan of what he does, and also I, I think this is really important. Fletcher Cox could be very pissed off this year. I mean, look, <laughs> why, why did we talk about him so much last year? We talked about him a lot during the season, didn't we? We were trading him a, to Cleveland a bunch of times and all sorts of stuff. Should have taken that deal, Cleveland, that been, by the way. I mean, we would have had OBJ and Ernest Johnson. That would have worked Greedy out. Williams. See, we would have ah, lost a little bit of that Damn trade. it, that deal would have been awesome. Um, <laughs> especially because the secondary stinks. So... Anyway, uh, thinking about where that's going to go, right? Because this is all changing. The defense is changing. It's obvious. Everybody's talking about it. It's undeniable. Yep. What was the problem last year with Fletcher Cox? Didn't like his role. He wasn't happy about it. He's yelling at Jonathan Gannon. And and now, after he tries to leave and everyone expects him to leave, and Jeff McClain was writing articles before the season last oh, year that they yeah. were thinking he was going to leave. After all of that happened, uh, he's still here. And they, they pay him $14 million, and I guess that's that's happiness. But, look, getting paid the money is one thing. Knowing that the defense is going to be pay, uh, different is another thing. But to be able to show up and have to do that all season, knowing that he doesn't like the role, he doesn't like where the defense is, and he's no. not a focal point anymore, I don't know how happy he's going to be. And he clearly at one point called Jonathan Gannon a motherfucker behind closed doors, right? Like that prob- probably happened. Something like that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> some form of French, if this you will. motherfucker! 
yeah. I want to rush the passer. What is this shit? Right? Something like that along those lines? Yeah. We, we all did that this season. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true. <laughs> we definitely I can, did. I can totally see that. And to your point, like, if I'm staying around, I need 14 fucking million dollars because you need me. And I know that's not my market, but that's what you're going to have to pay me to stay. Otherwise, I'm going to go take eight million bucks from Cleveland or whoever wanted him at the, the Rams. You know, of course, so somebody yeah. would have would have uh, gladly signed that over. Uh, yeah, I think you're you're 100 percent right on that. What do you think? Do you think there's a decision to be made with Hargrave? Because I, I, I do personally. I'm just curious where, really? where, where do you think he stands in terms of would Royally have to fuck up this season to, to not be back here next year? Pretty much solidified. Like, where, where do you think he, he's at? Yeah, I think this is the easiest decision you could ever make. Like, what does it like? Because I look at this and I see a guy that one has been amazing, had a career year last year. He's what, 28 years old. And when you think about the Eagles, when they brought that guy in, remember how stunned people were when they signed Hargrave? Because they were like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? He's coming out of a 3-4. Like, we don't know what this is. But they signed him, what, like day two of free agency? I mean, they they went very aggressive. Like, Javon Hargrave was a guy for them. The same yeah. way Hassan Reddick this year was a guy. They were like, this is a foundational piece. We're going to go and get him. So... They were clearly big fans of what he could do. Now, they did this in the Doug Peterson era, technically. There we go. But but <laughs> he did play in a 3-4 before. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy did. that played in Pittsburgh for all those years, and they were like, well, we can convert this guy and make him more of a dedicated pass rusher. He can be great at that. So he has been. Is he willing to go back to that role is really the question. Because if he's in that Fletcher Cox camp and they're both sitting there together going, oh, well, this motherfucker, well, then, yeah, like it's going to be it's going to be difficult, you know, and you are maybe you are talking about changing things over. And you look at a defense in 2023 where it's Jordan Davis and Milton Williams and whatever held uh, Hassan Ridgeway for the 15th time, yeah. uh, whatever they want to do at defensive tackle for the rest of that depth, they go and figure it out. But. I would keep Hargrave, and I would be shocked, honestly, if they don't extend him before the season. I would be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked, especially if they don't extend him at all until, you know, if they want to bring him back for free agency uh, or after this year. Yeah, like I could still absolutely see that. I don't think they make a deal with him at all, though, uh, during the season. And really? Here's why. I think that... Vince Quinn has a lot of legs in terms of the the defense, and I don't want me, mean to keep you know giving him so much credit here, but no, it please, really, please. It, it really has got me thinking about <laughs> a lot of different things. You already mentioned him already. Like there is a reason why Tom Donahue got upset with Milton Williams, Jonathan Gannon got really excited about it, and Tom Donahue got Ari Golded the fuck out of the building this season. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, Jordan Davis is there. Milton Williams is there. What does that look like if you close your eyes and go, okay, I drafted Milton Williams and we drafted Jordan Davis this year. You wouldn't consider those two Javon Hargrave types or Fletcher Cox type defensive tackles, right? No. And they also invested heavily in a position that they have historically never done so before ever in the history of Howie Roseman. Andy Reid, Joe Banner, and my grandfather. I don't like who knows? The 70s is the last time they cared about uh, linebackers with Bill Berge and all that stuff. It's a great time. Uh, and shout out to him because I know he's still around and goes around uh, everywhere around North Philly. So really nice guy. I met him once. Really yeah, nice guy. Yeah. Uh, but, like, those are that's a completely different philosophy in terms of what you're looking for in defensive tackles. 
And what I was uh, demonstrating here, uh, shout out, by the way, to uh, Ocean City Coffee here in Media. It's delicious. And uh, we're going to get you on the road with us. But in uh, some gum and then this this liquid death can, right? Like I was just demonstrating on, uh, on, on like <laughs> this was really funny. how I can kind of imagine all this stuff. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be as descriptive as possible anyway. But don't def- definitely go subscribe to the YouTube page if you're listening to the podcast. But if... <laughs> If the liquid death can, this big, beautiful 16.9-ounce can of, of, of death here uh, that uh, just, <laughs> you know, blitzes through centers and all that stuff, if, if he is Jordan Davis, right, and then let's just say that this wonderful Ocean City uh, coffee cup is Hassan Reddick, for instance, yes. right? And now you've got this tiny little pack of gum here that's behind Hassan Reddick, right, and that's N'Kobe Dean. And, like, I think that they're building a, a model where, like, this liquid death can is made to take on everybody, the whole weight of the, the center line. If that means two or three guards and Milton Williams is there to fill all that space out to take it, well, then they're going to stunt with Hassan Riddick going to the right of Jordan Davis. And here comes N'Kobe Dean either through the lane that Davis and, and Hassan are creating or he's going to the left-hand side and blitzing that way and stunting that way where Milton Williams is clearing out this space. They are not only, in my mind, changing the philosophy of the defensive line, the defense in general, whatever. They are officially back to two-gapping stunt team. They want defensive tackles that can eat up space and have the speed of the linebackers with a clear-cut lane to the quarterback to go kill him, and that is literally Hassan Riddick's best skill as a player is to go kill the quarterback in an open lane because he's too fast, he's too athletic, he can stand up, he can go down, you can move him everywhere, and Kobe Dean can basically do all of that except put his hand in the ground, so that's another element. And then you have all this filler of T.J. Edwards, of uh, 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 the uh, third-round pick. Uh, uh, Davion Taylor. Davion Taylor, Come baby. On. There you go. It's I'm the sorry. Man. Sorry, Davion. I know you know it took you a while to play football, but what's his best skill? Being fast and attacking and going downhill. So, like, all the other guys that they drafted have those similar skill sets as well. So I do believe there is actually a very good chance that – Hargrave is not here next year as well. I think that is – I don't know if he works into the comp pick formula at Jimmy Kemsky. Please help us yeah, out. Yeah, he, he would get that kind of deal. But um, I I think there's a great chance that, that uh, Hargrave isn't here based on the drafting of, of Williams and everyone getting upset except for the defensive coordinator. Fletcher Cox being mad and not wanting to be here obviously makes sense too. But drafting Jordan Davis is kind of the cherry on top and that – I know this was like uh, we discovered fire a long time ago, but still very relevant uh, when it comes to Hargrave in this conversation. I don't think he's here next year. If well, you had, to, if you had, to, if I had to guess today, let's let's talk about another traditional Eagles thing over the last couple of years that might get turned on its head. Do they care about defensive line rotations? Of course they do. Absolutely they do. Well, then you got to keep Hargrave. You have to like it because uh, it was before it was the Jim Schwartz system. So, all right, your defensive line is getting the pass rush. Those are the guys that do it. If you're leaning on them for every single opportunity to do it and you want to keep them fresh and you're going to keep moving, then, OK, you need six defensive tackles, seven, eight defensive linemen. And you got to roll all those guys out. If it's not going to be that way, yeah. then OK, uh, you could go Milton Williams. You could go Jordan Davis. Uh, Josh Sweat's locked in for a couple of years and whoever your other defensive lineman is going to be effectively. OK, you, you could do that, too. But if Jordan Davis is a limited snaps guy 
and they are going to be in a situation where they do need to roll a couple of guys out there, keep Hargrave. Like, you're going to go through a lot of transition, right? You're probably going to lose Fletcher Cox. I mean, it's amazing to me. Like, they're lucky, and we'll see how it goes, obviously, because of injuries, but they're lucky that Brandon Graham wants to go out the right way. That's what this all screams to me, because it's a natural time for him to hang it up. Right, You think of his age, you think of where everything's going for this team, they are changing the system, he's going to have to change how he plays again, most likely, so if he's going to have to do that, to do that now, at his age, in the last year of his career, I mean, we thought he was gone two years ago, so... I, it's it's shocking. So he's probably actually really gone after this year. Oh, yes. Fletcher Cox being the same thing to have a guy that's been in the locker room. I would assume that unless they have a personality problem, which I've not seen or read anything like that with Hargrave, there's there's no reason to get rid of this guy, even if it's a two year deal. Find some way to keep this guy around, give you some depth and let it transition. Because like you've even said it yourself as the biggest Jordan Davis fan that I can find on the planet Earth <laughs> outside of his mother. Um, is Close competition, Mom. I'm coming for your spot. He, he is. Uh, uh, it, I can never take it, though, obviously. But this guy's going to need time to grow into the snap count at an NFL level. Yeah. I mean, he played. He was playing, what, 20-something snaps a game? Is he going to play 50 snaps in an NFL game fighting Next, two guys? In, in 2023? Fuck yeah. Okay, I hope. I, if he's I still, hope. Then he's a bust at that point. That's what I'm saying. And then you hold on to Hargrave and yeah, and you well, move see, on. And this yeah. is where all that role stuff comes into play, too, because what's to say that Jordan Davis isn't a first and second down guy, at least for the first two years? He's got to develop his skill set. He's got to develop the longevity well, within a game. And you keep Hargrave for that situational difference. Like you, just because this is what your main focus is, and especially on early downs, it doesn't mean you have to just get rid of Hargrave and let him walk. If you can afford him, which the Eagles can, I mean, it's you know the, the biggest contract on their books right now is like eighteen million dollars. Yeah, it's laughable. It's laughable. I mean, it, it costs you nothing in the grand scheme. All these receivers and corners and safeties now. Hello, Jesse Bates. Uh, all <laughs> all these different guys that quarterbacks. The way it's moved to have eighteen million dollars is your highest cap hit. I forget who it is. It's like Lane Johnson or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing. So keep Hargrave. Let him stay, but. He, he's also the guy that I think makes that transition more gracefully, and it just really feels like the end of the road for Cox. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to make it clear, like, I don't, I'm not saying get rid of of Hargrave after the season. I would just say I think it's more likely than unlikely that he's not here. Okay, so let me let me pitch another scenario then that might line up with your thinking a little bit more, uh-huh. just so I understand this. Uh, it could be they don't extend him, right? They, they like him. They're not going to extend him. He hits free agency. They keep in touch. See who else is out there. If he goes right away, so be it. But if they can bring him back, price is right. They work that out, and and he comes on back for a year or two. Well, yeah, I, yeah, that's and that's. I think that's great. I just think there's like um, I was having to remind myself of like, all right, who who else would be the top uh, defensive tackle in next year's free agency? Darian Payne from uh, the Commanders is like thirteenth on. I don't know, some random sportsnot.coms. <laughs> Ooh, a commie. Hey, okay. there you go. I mean, I could take a commie, I guess, if it was Duran Payne. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and that that, you know, that's a that's a Pro Bowl player right there. So that would that would inevitably set the market. I, I think Hargrave performs so well this year that he prices himself out. And let me just push back uh literally and figuratively on this, is I uh, if their intention is not to have a Hargrave attacking defensive tackle, and they are really dumping that uh, responsibility onto 
outside and inside linebackers and maybe even the DNs at that point, and that's their responsibilities to attack. I I I I don't think that's going to be an issue at all for Jordan Davis. He's if you're asking him to very much so fit into his skill set, don't don't kill the quarterback every single down. We we want you to do that very on a limited basis until you're to let Cox, let Hargrave, let you know BG get in there, and that's that's why I think it's going to be such a. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think it's going to be such a fun year on the defense because the swan song to Brandon Graham. I mean, it's not like they're going to just ditch four, three fronts altogether. You have to probably line them up there to to match Cox, Hargrave, and Brandon Graham's best skill set. So maybe that is your third down package anyway. And sometimes it's Jordan Davis. Some very rarely it's Milton Williams, and then Hassan's thrown in there too. Like that's fun. If maybe they like, I, I feel as though the tools are there for Jonathan Gannon to be very, very creative this year. And there's no fucking excuse. First and foremost, so let's leave it at oh, that. Well, let's let's and, not leave it there because there's plenty of excuses. <laughs> oh no, I know. I, I'm just saying yeah, in terms of okay, like, okay, good. There, there's there's no other filler there. He either can or cannot, and he's got the right tools to do it now. Okay, right. No, he's got some tools to do it with. Well, who are you missing here? What is what what is well, missing from Jonathan Gannon's toolbox? Well, for changing the front seven, yeah, he's changed the front seven. But but going back to the Hargrave thing too. I mean, why does it have to be that? Okay, you're going to change. You're going to have a two gap. Fine. Yeah. You're, you're going to have a guy that does that. Hargrave doesn't need to be that guy. Like keep him and let him rotate with Milton Williams. Well, why wouldn't let he be it, a defensive endish? Well, he can three, do that. Four. Yeah, it's the same and, technique. And maybe he almost. is because like, look, you're you're locked in for Josh Sweat for what four more years now. Three more years if you want to go last year of a contract is funny money, which is the right way to look at things. So let's say Sweat's here for three more years. Fine. <laughs> you have him as one side as an edge rusher. You're going to have Reddick on the other side as an edge rusher. Milton Williams uh, is going to be moving around. Hargrave's going to be moving around like that. They'll be the bigger guy on the edge to free up that other edge rusher. And Davis eats up two guys to free up a linebacker to blitz. Yep. If that's how it's going to be, that's okay. Like, you can still keep Hargrave, and he gives you that thing that you want Milton I'm Williams to, to be. I'm, I, Vince Quinn, I'm not I, trying to push the guy I, out I, for Christ's sake. I love Hargrave, okay? <laughs> Damn it. It's, it's my guy. Just, I'm just viewing this like through it. an Eagles lens where the defensive coordinator won over Tom Donahue. And there's probably fucking paint gun shit all over <laughs> Tom Donahue's shirt right now. Those in the know, no. He, you never watched Entourage, did you? No. Ah! That's I saw like two episodes. There's no of that emotion show. whatsoever. I was going, yeah, he's never seen Entourage. I've seen like go, two episodes. Go yeah, yell at Vince doesn't... right here. 215-509-5833. Yell at him first. And then the second thing, if you haven't heard by now, good Lord Almighty, we are giving a trip away to the Washington Commanders Eagles trip week three. All expenses paid. Thank you to phillysportstrips.com. And all you got to do is text this number right down here if you're looking on the YouTube. For those listening, that's just 215-509-5833. And send the text, take me to Washington. And let me tell you, I didn't realize the price of this trip is absurdly low for what is in it. Absurdly low for two ninety nine. dollars Two ninety nine, you get one of the best tailgates in the world, essentially on the bus, because that's that's what we're going to end up probably doing here. And we right now are working the back channels, uh, may I say, pretty brilliantly here to bring you some of the best tasting craft beers, cocktails. Uh, we're we're doing it all, and, and even I'm going to shout out somebody else here too. We just had this. Uh, 
uh, today. Uh, I know there's one in on South Street, which I don't think Vince has ever tried, but the the Euro place I think just expanded right by next to our office here in Media. My goodness, their sandwiches are good. I want to go see if we can bring them on the bus. Like you tell us what you want on the bus, we're gonna put it on there. That's how this goes. That's how awesome Vince is. That's why we partnered with him. PhillySportsTrips.com to book your ticket right now for two ninety nine. Ha! You get to drink, party as light or as hard as you want to. And uh, we're also thinking of, should there be question mark, uh, let us know in the Discord or the text line. Do do we need a Bell and the Birdman party bus? Like yes! a, its own like little, little, little thing yes! there where we're going crazy and live streaming the whole time that we're going down to Washington and like doing the Warriors clinging the bell thing and like, Carson, <laughs> we're coming, we're coming. And just bring him a nightmare of three hours of streaming on the bus ride down. I think we should do that. Yes, we should totally do that. Right. Plus, it's it's crazy, too, because we were talking to Vince earlier today and the tickets are in a great spot. They're, oh, my God. They're, they're an amazing. Cr- yeah. Yo, ah, I'm burying the lead. It is all of our tickets are right next to the Eagles Tunnel. Coming in, coming out. They are all right there. So I am jacked up for that. You should be too. Go to phillysportstrips.com right now and just get on the bus. We we are being very ambitious with this trip. Vince even told us that too. Like we want to try and take 600 people to go scare the shit out of Carson Wentz. If we're lower level, if it's right there, oh my God, what a, what a trip. What a trip it's going to be. Go to phillysportstrips.com right now and text us 215-509-5833. Take me to Washington. He wants to basically give it away because we want to be so fucking loud and proud on week three. We cannot wait for that. And Vince, I got to yell at you a slight bit and maybe maybe a lot of bit of Eagles Twitter. Right. I'm just going to get right into it because I know this is this has been a this has been a hot debated topic for two and a half weeks, and I'm si- t- sick and fucking tired of talking about it. The defense is done. It's good enough. Stop worrying about CB2. Stop fucking dreaming up, you know, even though I want it to happen. The the Jesse Bates thing, I hope it happens. And I and I hope Howie uh, realizes that uh, safeties are important to our good friend Vince Quinn just to yeah. make him put a nice smile on his face, make him forget about Kyle Hamilton and all that stuff. But would everyone shut up? The defense is done. It doesn't need much more. It's it. Who cares? If it doesn't you need guys much more, you're saying it's not done. You guys care so much about the defense. Yeah. So much. It's all here. They fucking fix the linebackers. Finally, they give you what you want, even though it's absurd. It's absurd. And, and everybody goes, oh, where's the rest? Where's the rest? They gave us everything we asked for. Where's the rest? Enough. The offense is ready to go. There's really only a little bit of tinkering that you have to do. If it's a great team, they'll fucking make a move at the deadline and make sure <laughs> who's oh. gonna cover this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. I, I you have to shut up now. They 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 hooked AJ Brown. They made us all settle down. They'll fucking figure it out. No, they what, what makes you guarantee Who? that this is going to get figured out all of a sudden? Who? Oh no, uh, K. Vincent and Tay Tay Gowan, the legend that is yes. in the head of John Bartrand, is suddenly going to show up and lock down guys in a division that has good receivers. Like, come on. Yeah, who's what? Patrick Robinson? Who's that fucking guy? Get him out of here. 
saying nobody's won Super Bowl titles before. Jalen Mills, oh my God, you have to have this lockdown shutdown. Jalen Mills is in a whole class above anybody else that this team has. They had no... He's a whole other class. They had no corners winning the Super Bowl. None. They had a great They had acceptable people that were below average. Acceptable acceptable starters. Acceptable? The guy broke his fucking ankles the first couple weeks of the season. Okay. They traded for him and then he came back and then he was gone and then he was semi-effective, then not an effect then made one of the greatest interceptions against the fucking Raiders to save that game and hold field advantage. You know the rest of the goddamn story after that. It doesn't fucking matter. Defense doesn't matter. Corners matter. You have yes, to, and you have, have you one. Have, what the f- slay exists? That's one guy. It's, it's unbelievably disrespectful of that man. Time and time again, he no, shelled his ass over and over to be an elite corner, and we're still bitching. We are still here yipping and yapping that it's not the fucking Buddy Ryan defense or whatever. It's the same thing yeah. as the offense. You have Devontae <sighs> Smith. He's a great wide receiver. They had nobody on the other side, and everybody goes, we are fucked if we don't get anybody else over there. And you know what? They went and got a guy. Because. Yes, of the quarterback, true. and they understand where he's at right now. Darius Slay, excuse me, Slay is a proven everything, and you're still yes, if he's it was, amazing. If, if the scenario was different, and the Eagles had AJ Brown and not Devontae Smith, no one's freaking out. Yes, they no, are. No, they're not. Yes, Quinn. Yes, you are. They, if they don't have a number two wide receiver and they have to run Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager or Greg Ward or Zach Pascal, people would flip a shit. No. They would absolutely they would flip a shit. Because what's it's not a Devontae Smith problem. What numbers does it does AJ Brown have if he was playing on this team last year? What does he do? I mean, honestly, they couldn't throw the ball. They had to run constantly. They were the best running team in the league because they couldn't pass yeah, for having shit. his best friend on the team would have really fucking been bad. Does that make him more anticipatory <laughs> as a thrower? Yes. I, oh, yeah, AJ, come on over. Suddenly, my awareness rating goes up by seven yes. in Madden. That's not how it I works. Mean, I mean, first of all, friendship like a- doesn't make you better. <laughs> like, it doesn't make you a better player. Anti-friend guy, Vince Quinn. <laughs> it's like, what are we? First of all, fat shamer, anti-friender right over here, Vince Quinn. <laughs> Lord. You also called me good looking today, though, well, so we'll add that. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Good looking, fat shaming, anti friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank Congra- you. Yeah, there you go. You just described like half of Carrie's ex boyfriends. They're perfect. <laughs> uh, the. Uh, the- <laughs> Wait, what, what matters less, running or defense? Uh, defense. Ooh, <laughs> defense does matter less than running, I would say. But. You can't have a bottom Dude, passing defense. That's a defense. great question. Actually, I'm, I might have to change my answer. Yeah, that's a yeah, fucking what, what, great. What does John hate more? No, defense matters more than running. In the in the game, uh, that'd be absurd. One facet of the offense matters more than the entire fucking side of the ball. That'd be absurd. Come on, I'm double sorry. down. No, coward. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I. <laughs> Defense. All right. Are, are you stuck being well, in a dude? If you, okay, if you answer running back, then I'm fucking right and settle down. Because I'm not de- saying running the defense. Back. Is- I'm saying running. Okay, oh, run, <laughs> running That's as a whole. One aspect of the offense versus the entire thing, the entire unit. Defense. Come on, man. I have to see it to know. This I feels it. like a I- coin flip. <laughs> I. That's not a coin flip. 
Not a coin flip. All right, corners and safeties versus corners. running backs. All right, hold on. No, Let me... and safeties. Corners and safeties versus running backs. Corners and oh, safeties. corners and safeties. Then the defense wins too, Vince. There's no way they're okay, running Because the... I'm, I'm trying to think about this now, right? You're just like... trying to make Barney Perlstein happen. Well, no, because I'm thinking about the Ravens a little bit, and I'm thinking about the Titans. Of course Titan. you are. Yes, I am. Okay, paint me purple. And uh, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Ultimately, <sighs> I haven't gone deep in the playoffs. I'm, when is the last time that a team was just in elite defense and won the Super Bowl? Never. It's no, it's definitely happened. Not in, not in well, relevant e- football exactly. Today. Which is why which is why in part <laughs> I'm thinking about the question. So it's like, all right, when is in a, just an elite defense with a shit offense? When's the last time they won a Super Bowl? When's Never. the last time a team that's a great running team has won the Super Bears. Bowl? The, uh, yeah, that well, yeah, it's and like they still had the Ravens and they back the, in the day with oh, this honestly, of course, actually, say, Tony Siragusa. The, the, the best the best comp is the 06 Bears actually. One of the greatest defenses in the NFL. It carried them throughout the entire year. They had fucking Rex Grossman at quarterback. They even ran back the uh, what's his face. Uh, oh my god! I yeah, can't believe Devin it. Hester. Hester returned the opening kick, and then they ended up losing in like a sixteen to seven so like, game or something like that. The closest modern team that I can remember doing it and yell at me if that's like you're like John. That's how, not modern. How could you forget? Yeah, I don't even know the, if they counted. It's over fifteen years ago now. Fuck. Never matters. Uh, never. But, there's never been a defensive led team that's done anything the, modernly. Recently, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of who it is because it, and it's weird too because like and this is part of what makes that question so complicated when you're talking about what's more valuable a, a running game or a defense. Like they're usually together. You know what I mean? Like if you're a running team, you try to build the defense. I have as never well. seen Vince Quinn galaxy brain something Whoa. this badly before. What are the Colts? Holy Jesus Christ! What are the Colts? The Colts. What are, are the 49ers? A boring team. A BS. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> All of those teams are boring. If you're a great defense and a great running game, you're boring that's, as shit. That, but that's together. You're combining the things. If they well, that's just, how it always if goes. They just that's... had a running game and no defense. How the fuck do you think that would go? Oh, it'd go terrible. Yeah, there we go. Defense wins. Defense does guess... not win championships. Settle down. It might win defense for like your defense might win a game for you. You're but like it's when, right. when Nick Saban says defense doesn't matter anymore. Close the fucking book. And and to back to my original point, close the book. The defense is done. It's been fixed for what the modern defense <laughs> is today in the NFL. That defense is closer to the 85 Bears of this era than than. And and guess what? They're tied with about 14 other teams. Congratulations. They're, if you want to be the top defensive team in the NFL, good luck on your 9-8 and eight playoff appearance. Or, you know, being the Rams. Uh, so <laughs> being the Rams? The Rams had a great defense. Did, did what? <sighs> An all-time season from a wide receiver? John left the show. Uh, all right. Well, it's just me for the next uh, 25 minutes. Let me, let me talk more shit on the secondary and how bad it is. I, I'm, look. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, like what? What do you? What are we? Von Miller? What are we talking about here? I mean, really? What do we? What, what's the? What is the grievance that you have with the Rams defense being great? It's Was the offense shitting the bed and they dragged them through? When you when you build, we're gonna have to make a Tom Brady rule about the fucking Rams. Like it, the Rams, Fine. the Rams are Fine. also a weird anomaly, and the Colts are trying to repeat that. And how is that going for them? <laughs> the Colts are not nearly on that level. Yes, they are. No, what they're are you, not. They, yes, they are. How if many Matt, draft picks do they have? If Matt Stafford, I'm just yeah, not in. T- I'm just saying in how they are looking right now. They drafted Jared Goff. They've gotten all this talent around him. They go, all right, fuck it, it's not going to work. They draft Matt Stafford. If the Colt or a, a trade for Matt Stafford. If the Colts trade for Matt Stafford, they're winning a Super Bowl. I don't know about that. <laughs> 
It's the same. But like their offense isn't as good. Uh, it's not. The the receiving talent missing, is not any as good. Uh, the, if you think the Rams were successful because of their defense mainly, then go out. Uh, you're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> See that's that's better. I'll be over here. There you go. Ray Danger just retired, so <laughs> he might be looking for work. I just can't believe I can't I can't believe that like this 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 always happens. The most prolific offenses in the world are are reduced to the one game in the, in the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship. That this is why defense wins championships or whatever. Man, like the Eagles' defense never won a championship. <laughs> The offense is dead. Always. It always ran through them. Always. The, like the Arizona, the NFC championship game there. They, yeah, they, they, they might have both played bad, but McNabb played like shit. It runs how your quarterback runs. Always. Always. And like if you think it's going to be so detrimental to not have this glorious big name CB2, I remind you once again that you had three corners that couldn't really do it and still hung in there, and the offense was too powerful, and it didn't matter, and you had people uh, okay. playing out of their it, minds it, at the quarterback position yes. all year long, and you were ahead of everybody analytically, and so on and so on and so on. Jesus. Jalen Mills is a mile better than anybody at CB2 right now. That's an insane insult a to mile? Steven. Uh, Steven Nelson was better than Jalen Mills He's last year. He's not on year. the team. Who that's, cares? That's, a, that's, that's exactly the point. He was a th- if Steven Nelson yelling, was here, I'd be fine. Oh, my God. I would a be three fine. A $3.5 million dollar corner yes. is, is the difference between the defense being great and the defense being meh. They have no safeties behind him either. That's like I hate to belabor yeah. all this, but I can't just look at it and go, yep, oh, they might start an undrafted rookie well, free agent. Kinda, We're fine. They're not done. They're not done. Well, they Why do you think not, they're it, done? Well, until they're it's until fucking, something it's else even, comes. It's not even June. That's why I want Jesse Bates <laughs> and, and Bradbury. Yes, that's why I wanted everybody else. Tyron Matthew. That's why I wanted Hamilton. I wanted because they don't have a secondary. And I guarantee it's you, it's a passing league. I guarantee you, one of those ten DBs in that room hits. I just keep saying Tay Gowan because it's fun, and I hope that <laughs> ends up happening because me and Tay are gonna have a party. A right here in the studio, a parte. Yeah, <laughs> that was really, really good. By the way, man, we had so many, so much uh, good beer and cocktails and stuff. Uh, go watch and listen to the to the last episode if you haven't. We were at Citizens Bank Park reacting to uh, the schedule and all that fun stuff. Um, just a just a lot of a lot of good goodies uh, headed your way, actually. Uh, this uh, this season and man, I uh, I can't wait to be so right and Vince Quinn to be so wrong. About this, like the all right, it's it's from the from the Washington trip on. I think that's that's going to happen here, you know. So let us know what you're worried about. If you're worried about anything left this off season, I can't believe you just like I just I'm I'm I, I <laughs> this is so a, mad. It's, it's just a fight I will never win with Philadelphia. Buddy Ryan ruined too many things. And if you're saying John, I don't think that way. Your grandfathers did, or your fathers did, or so on and so on. It was just passed down this way. Defense and running the football. Andy Reid has given us the best years of our lives through prolific offenses to showing you how to build a model and a dynasty forever. And yet, right, we still want to do that. Is it is it the blue collarness of Philadelphia? 
Like I work hard, and so is the defense. Oh, oh, you the, know what uh, I mean? The, like that whole that whole. Sh- well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm wearing a white collar right now, okay, no, and I, wearing... I want a secondary like a modern defense <laughs> in, in a passing era where everybody's throwing for four thousand yards routinely at sixty eight percent completions. I want a secondary. No, no you know what? We, we just watched the worst secondary we've ever seen, where where these guys were just getting torn by Zach Wilson for eighty percent completions, and now we look around, it got worse, and we go, yes, this is fine. Like I just it's insane it's insane to like i can get being tired of talking about it fine but to say it's it's over and settled is ludicrous slay slay how many times have you cloned him do we do we have two no. if there are two no, no, slays because no. you're in twice. this slay you hearing this shit no i'm talking to him right now oh, okay i'm i'm sending him this whole thing and i hate to do this to you but slay you hearing this shit this is unbelievable it's like you don't exist man it's Philly's fault. It's not Vince's fault. It's Philly's fault. So can you just go shut them all up? Shut them up. This defense is fine. The secondary is going to be great. Shut them up. End the show. Bye.